Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments about Mike and Dave need wedding dates being a movie based on a Craigslist ad are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, screenwriter who is thinking of throwing in the towel? Don't give up. Don't ever give up. <laughs> well, I heard yes. that he was going to give up because in the first draft, it was about two guys who put out an ad selling a used futon. Well, that on Craigslist. That, that was never their ad. Then they said, you know what? We should go back to that story that actually happened. Yeah, exactly. No, that, that actually happened, too. Two guys put an ad on Craigslist. You think that actually time. happened? Yeah, I think that should be the next movie. That's the sequel. I think I've seen the movie where the guy has an ad on Craigslist, and then uh, the other guy goes all the way up into Canada to visit him. He turns him into a lobster. Oh, a walrus? Walrus. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Walrus. And then he eats him. <laughs> Colin Farrell turned into a lobster. you got to get your oh, that animals movie. that people turn into Don't movies. see that movie. <laughs> Lobster. Ugh. Uh, well, anyway. a little inspiration. There yes. you go at the top of the show. <laughs> if you're writing a script, and you think this is dumb. <laughs> Stick with it. <laughs> you never know. Welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. Grab some wood, bub. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests. Oh yeah. I'm running oh. out of high pitch. Uh, you can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, here in the heart of Burbank Airport's Flyover Zone. Uh, every week we bring you a brand new show, absolutely... Paul, I was vacuuming the sofa this afternoon and oh. found $3 in loose change, so you're in luck. I've got plenty of money for the show tonight. Oh. Uh, well, that's the thing, Bart. The show is free. Oh. oh. Well, if you don't mind, then I'll be keeping my change. Yeah, Let's and your sofa's clean. Win-win. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't really my sofa, but... Uh. Let's not get into that. Yeah, let's see. We, we also social media is a thing, so follow us there at the Movie Guys on Twitter. That's still happening. I think it's going to take is a social uh, media still happening. Facebook and Instagram Hanging also on. free. It's all free. It's like FM radio. We don't make any money at this. <laughs> we have clearly we have screwed what? up in our plans. My sofa is doing better than the show. <laughs> yeah. right? Basically, search the Movie Guys on Google, Yahoo, or. And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. I feel the need, the need for speed. And Bart Caius. It is time that someone put their foot down, and that foot is me. <laughs> and it's Adam's turn to be off of the show this week, oh. but he will return. In the meantime, sitting in the whole show is an actor who has appeared in all manner of television shows, like The Office, <gasps> Sarah Silverman Ooh. program, Parks and Recreation, really? and more. <laughs> More. Uh, Love the uh, show he, and more. He's also an improviser who performs regularly at the I.O. West Theater in Hollywood with his group, The Resistance. You know what that means? That means he finds parking in Hollywood on Friday and Saturday nights. And usually for free. Congratulations. Really? Usually for free. That's impressive. Yeah. you got to find the right meters. Good, good. Yeah. Like uh, this is the, the, the Resistance performs in a brand new original improvised action movie every oh. Friday night at 10 p.m. We'll certainly get to what that's, that's cool. all about later with Kurt Scholler, who is with us. I love that guy. Favorite. He was in and more. Yeah, yeah. Loved yeah. him in and more. It's really good. Yeah, local really production, yeah. indie film. <laughs> and more. It keeps going. It keeps going. It never ends. And <laughs> you ever Google more. yourself? More. Do I ever Google myself? Yeah. Every once in a while, I did just, just make for sure fun. some bad stuff ever comes up. <laughs> He's just like. Good news. Yeah. Uh, there's another Kurt Scholler who is a oh. <laughs> meditation <laughs> teacher. You know this guy? Uh, no. Oh no. But he's German, so. <laughs> We got that going. That is a very German name. Yeah, it is that very... doesn't seem very meditative. No, no. Right. <laughs> and I'm right. You can tell the German by the K, right? 
Right. Kurt, short for Curtis, is not no, no, German. No. I thought you meant Scholler with a K. Yeah. That's how German it is. <laughs> yeah. German. It's it that is. German. <laughs> Are you suggesting, Paul, that you don't Google yourself on, no, a regular, I did. on a regular basis, though? I do it at least once a week for exactly what Kurt said. Yeah. You want to see if there's anything erroneous yeah. or yeah. damaging coming up like in relation it, to your No, you're name. scaring me. Right. I should do it more. Absolutely. Right. There's a Paul Preston who is a historian, a British historian, huge fat guy, he writes books, <laughs> and he's you know winning out in the Google Images search number. You know, wow. so I gotta get more pictures of me up there, I guess. And don't you go to your IMDb page and see how you're trending, which is hilarious because I do nothing, I have no career, and some weeks I'm up, some weeks I'm down. Yeah, some weeks you. you're up to one million three hundred forty-seven thousand on the old IMDb star. Meter. I'm up twenty percent this week. And works the same way if you are doing stuff. <laughs> you go up, you go down. There you go down. How am I? Yeah, yeah, doesn't make sense. Uh, first thing we'll get to here on the old show, however, is our patented comedy thing. Movie previews. Movie previews. We will prepare you. Again, I feel like Paul's on a little spaceship. And he says, <laughs> movie previews, then shoots off. We're sending you off. Any last words? Movie previews. Thank you, movie guy. Thank you. Bye. I just think of Zoom from the Moon who sings that birthday song. I don't know. You guys probably don't remember that, but that's just all I've said. Have you heard of Zoom from the <laughs> Sorry. Moon? Uh, not at no, all. No, because I think you oh. have to be in Western New York <laughs> for that, or perhaps Canada. Is it a, what is it, a cartoon? What My is it? name is Zoom, and I live on the moon, and I came down to Earth just to sing you this tune. Hey, Kurt, it's your birthday today. <laughs> I think we've been you had, personalize Paul. it. And, it'll, it'll <laughs> and that's the thing. Each one is different um, names, so you'd buy it with your child's name, and it was one of those flimsy ones that was like a little record player. That uh-huh. used to come in yeah. like uh, And it came in a paper, and yeah. then you'd cut around the corners and put and it on And you'd still the, put it on there, and it would yeah. still play. It I plays Zoom yeah. from the moon. We I, got yeah, uh, no. whale sound in the National Geographic. Yes, my <laughs> my sister and I would listen to the crap, listen to the crap out of that just whale sounds, <laughs> and it was a flimsy little forty-five yeah, yeah, that was yeah. in a magazine. Yeah. I like going out in Ohio. Huh? And it would yeah. say Happy no whales. Birthday, no. Bart, and then we'd go, My name is Zoom, and, <laughs> and then a whale would sing. Yeah, was the weirdest. <laughs> Did it like put the name in all hack like? Uh, Happy I, birthday, Karen. I think, I, if I remember correctly, it sounded like the poor guy re-recorded each section. Every oh, really? Because uh, he'd have so to smooth. say, uh, he'd have to sing your name. He couldn't just say your name. It was in a Thrucius? Okay. Yeah. My name is Zoom. <laughs> hey, Thrucius, it's your birthday today. Anyway, this is taking a turn. Hey, you know it's everybody's All birthday right. this uh, week because it's new summer movie time. Yay! Yeah. Oh, it's only a week till Ghostbusters. Oh, let's all take that in for a second. Okay, I'll be all right. Um, Very excited. Big, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be good, tough. I mean, will it be great? We're gonna find I out ha- a lot. I'm out next gonna week. see it alone. I don't. I don't Why want do anyone watching me. Well, I'm afraid if my friends go with me, they're gonna watch me watch the movie. So I'm watching the movie, and they'll be looking at me to <laughs> see if I laugh. This is Karen's favorite movie of all time. Yeah. So um, they're it's a great they're, movie. They're you know. Broaching is that the word? Sure. Terror. Uh, They're terrorizing. I don't know what I'm That's the word. <laughs> like They're broaching. terrorizing me without having Bill Murray in my movie. It's rough waters. Be sailing that day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know what you think? I hope it'll be good. Risky maneuver. So. Maybe, maybe Ghostbusters. <gasps> It, I mean, seemed, it seems like they're all behind it. All the, all the old stars, they're very happy about Dan it. Dan Aykroyd is very behind He's it. very behind it. He's a little he's suspiciously behind yeah. it. Oh, he's, making, <laughs> so he's so, yeah, he's chilling. Hmm. It's like a little kid who wants something that they're not supposed to have, and they're yeah. being, like, super good. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, you're up to something. No one likes something that much. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can I really? mow the lawn again, Dad? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No. Dan, sit down. <laughs> uh, 
All right, listen. Well, this this weekend is not that, oh, but wow. still two new movies uh, coming to multiplexes and beyond. And our signature look is coming up here at everything. It's new and exciting. This week sees the release of The Secret Life of Pets, Yay! and Mike and Dave need wedding dates with Zac Efron. So it's Abs and Dogs Week, and the Woo-hoo! Karen movie season finally is getting underway. <laughs> yeah. She's back. She's up. Hey, Maximilian. I have some big news. This is Duke. He's going to be your brother. Chloe, Chloe, I got a bad situation. Katie brought home a psychopath from the pound. I don't even have a bed now. Ah! I'm sleeping on the floor like a dog. To make the Secret Life of Pets stand out from all other summer 3D animated features, I believe this will be available in Smellovision. If not, it should be. Does this help or hurt? I know it helps his bank account, but does this help or hurt Louis C.K.'s reputation? Because this kind of is a sellout, right? No, this helps. It's so good. He's so... You've seen a stand-up, right, where he talks about how his kids are stupid and stuff? Yeah. I think that this helps that because then maybe... I have a feeling that's all an act. So maybe he actually kind oh, I think of is he lovable. genuinely hates his children. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so you don't think it's going to be a hit? I, I oh. a hit to his reputation, to his credibility. No. I don't know. When it makes I, seventy million, all is all is well. And when his daughters can go see it and be all proud of their dad. And that's just opening weekend. They're going to love so, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't yeah. he got some bad press right now? Doesn't he got like some Ooh. allegations coming at him about uh, about yeah, what? Tell us about uh, misogyny. Uh, uh, something about like female comics saying like they've had to do some sexual stuff and. Uh, oh yes, yeah. I've, this, I have read this. Yeah, I yeah. have read that he's what? been a little lechy. Yeah, been a little handsy. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, watch me do this. Yeah, ladies, like <gasps> creepy. Yeah, like like a uh, trench coat flasher from the '70s stuff, right? All right, let's that take a look at the guy. I don't have any problem believing any of that. Well, well, <laughs> I think family animation is the perfect step, though. I do too. Bill Cosby should have jumped into this <laughs> right away. Right away. It's perfect transition. Oh yeah. So this is probably the right move right now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's doing this. I mean, not not that part, but the, the animated voice part. The animated voice part. And there's more to this movie than I think they let on at the beginning. I don't know what trailers are out now popular, popularly, but because we write these jokes, I do a lot of research and I try to watch all the trailers. Mm-hmm. But it was two or three trailers into it before I realized... Oh, it's not just about all the nutty stuff dogs do when you're not looking. They there's have a whole a, there's a storyline. Yeah, yeah there's, there's I just saw that too. I saw, right? yeah, I saw that like the the two dogs living together where you just like the new one comes in and you're like, "Oh, there's, yeah, there's a, a story. Small, there odd it is. couple." Yeah. Dynamic. But the interesting yeah. part is that first trailer, which is just showing you what they do when you're not home. Yes. They go around, they it's mess with things, awesome. they eat all the food. It's really like a short film. Oh, yeah. It's like a two and a half yeah. minute short film and I was like, "I'm good. I don't yep. need a plot." They throw in a plot on top of that, that'll be fun. I'm yeah. going to challenge you, Bart, to go watch the trailer again the one where the um the the old snotty man says goodbye theodore or whatever and pets the little white dog and leaves and then he starts jamming out just watch the cushions on the couch because that little chihuahua just pops out <laughs> from behind that cushion i kept watching it over and over i'm like i'm seeing new things all the time and as soon as he starts to bang his head that little dude just pops out of there i don't know he's been waiting there i don't know i'll have to again this all movie is good. for karen so let's oh, talk about it it's gonna be good the All American right. public, desperate for an animated children's movie, gets some much-needed relief in the form of the secret life of pets. Uh, Karen, as I said, I wouldn't. Uh, I can imagine you want to talk about this. So here we go. <laughs> the 
Secret Life of Pets is based on the broken potted plant, shredded roll of toilet paper, and vomit full of fruity pebbles I found when I returned from what felt like a very short trip. (laughs) The Secret Life of Pets sets out to answer some of the oldest mysteries known to man, like just how does a cat crap in a shoe? Or is your dog really thinking about you when it humps your leg? Spoiler alert. No, he's not. He's just thinking about the sofa pillow. This comes from Illumination Studios, who recently annoyed you with minions. Now that brain trust brings you animals that talk. I would have to imagine (laughs) some of that brain trust is overpaid. Since this movie is about talking animals, that must mean that it's about someone needing rescuing, either from the big city or from a pound of some sort. Hey, look at that. We're in luck. It's about both. Yay. Yay. It takes place in a Manhattan apartment building where all these animals live in their own homes, and then we see them interact on one very special day. Wait a minute. Hmm. Wait, oh, I don't know if that's right. This mm-hmm. sounds like one of those uh, animated version of one of those Gary Marshall films. <laughs> no, you could have fooled me. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Thank you, Gary. When Max, the dog's owner, brings home a new dog named Duke to live with them, Max and Duke become instant enemies, constantly fighting over the affection of their owner, not to mention the doggy bed, the food bowl, and who is better at licking their own crotch. As the canine odd couple struggle to strike a balance in their new life together, they find themselves on a most expected adventure, (gasps) caught by a dog catcher and sent to the pound. Making the bad guy a dog catcher in an animal movie is the equivalent of making the bad guy Russian in an espionage movie. When Max and Duke find themselves lost in the big city, it's up to their friends to save them. Now, I don't want to give anything away here, so I'm not going to say whether or not Max and Duke are indeed saved. But I will play this little bit of soundtrack for you. <laughs> sounds wow, positive. that sounds, sounds really positive. positive. <laughs> it's the chorus that gives it away. Oh my gosh, I thought that you were, like, I, I, I thought that you hit the wrong cue. That's actual music? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. The celebration. <laughs> Celebration I feel on. so old and curmudgeonly. Uh, the aforementioned Louis C.K. voices Max. Here's a clip of him in the film. You ever flush a pet down the toilet? <laughs> I had to flush my daughter's fish down the toilet. I came home, the fish was dead. She wasn't home from school yet, so I just flushed the fish. And that's a weird moment, too, because fish live in water. <laughs> so you put it in the toilet, floats to the bottom, like, yeah, he's dead. And then you flush, and it looks like he goes, wait a second, oh, shit! <laughs> And also, Eric Stone Street voices Duke and plays against type. Oh, you mean he's playing a straight character? No, I mean he's playing a dog. Oh, so the dog is gay? Sure, if that helps you. So you've got that comfy-at-home character <laughs> meeting the new character who's come to live with him. It's Toy Story with dogs. Woo-hoo! All these animation companies are pretty much playing catch-up to Pixar to where they've even hired Albert Brooks. Brooks plays a red-tailed hawk named Tiberius who dresses up in a shirt and tie and sweats a lot. This is more than Nixon ever sweated. <laughs> and when Kevin Hart plays Snowball, the White Rabbit. Oops, sorry, that's uh, yeah, yeah, probably not. That's perfect. That is uh, the wrong summer movie. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> you know, having a well-known black comedian playing a sassy cartoon animal sounds very familiar. What? Da, 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 da. 
da circus, da 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 da. Afro circus, okay. Afro circus, right. Afro. Poke it up, poke it up, poke it up, Afro. Thank you. Oh, that's all I'm going to be thinking about the rest of the day. I'm that's, sorry, that's, that's the sellout, right? That's no, no it's that's not. Not after so three funny. of them uh, and a billion dollars. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah. The Secret Life of Pets really isn't that remarkable. It's just a cartoon adaptation of the live action film Security Cameras: Home Invasion. Ah, yes. This trailer has that familiar laughter of recognition. See the cat batting its food dish across the floor, mm-hmm. because that's what cats do. Hey, see that bunny getting excited and pooping pellets, because that's what rabbits do. And look at those dogs getting arrested and having to jump from a boat onto Staten Island, because that's... Hey, wait, what? Did... <laughs> How did that happen? Wait, this is New York City, right? Uh-huh. Well, where are all the pet fish? What? Where's Pizza Rat? What are you talking about? And aren't there some pet turtles under the streets of Manhattan? Cowabunga and all that with all the cute doggies doing awesome stuff for 90 minutes, this is basically my Facebook feed, except that you guys are all going to have to pay for it. This toy poodle story is the B-movie for dogs. Or maybe the chicken run of cat movies. Oh, I got it. It's Madagascar meets every animated movie I can possibly think of. There you go. That's <laughs> the this got greenlit in a heartbeat. There's so much about this I love. First of all, of course, all the dog humor. And I, I'm not kidding about that Facebook feed. People complain about their um, feed and how they have to unfriend people and they have to block people. I, knock on wood, I don't know what I'm doing right. I just sit down and I just scroll and it is a picture of a dog swimming. It's a little rabbit eating something on his mm-hmm. back and like a little fluffy bed. Uh, today, I, I just was flipping and there was a doggy who was standing in the pool staring at you. I just have, I don't have any Trump stuff. I don't have any Hillary stuff. <laughs> All I have are doggies doing stuff. Do you have any aerial footage of people making food? Oh, uh, I have I, that I'm thing. so done with that. Oh, I love that because they explain the oh, recipe oh, without yeah. just their hands. Yeah, I'm, but the over the, I, I don't know, I see it every three seconds. It saved my marriage. It what? saved my marriage. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Pesto chicken, I could make a dish. Finally. Right. <laughs> are you kidding me? 400 degrees. Yeah. 40 minutes. Chicken. Pesto, basil, right? Is that the only dish you can make? And it's, right now, it's my specialty. Gotcha. <laughs> but what's so great that's about a, the yes. aerial view of the hands oh, is yeah. that you yeah. get to actually see how to prepare stuff. Because there's a lot of people that don't understand something as simple as making scrambled eggs. You don't just stir it with a, with a well, fork. You turn it at an angle and you whip it. And you but they all they it. all start off the so, same, in my opinion. They and they have start, that music. Yeah. Bing, 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 they all start off looking really healthy. And then they get done with what turns out to be the first portion of the preparation, and then they slide over a bowl of butter and a tube of <laughs> frosting, and so oh, great. now this is where things go all off rails. I thought we were making pork chops. Right. Now we're going to drizzle them with you know, chocolate frosting and peanuts. <laughs> Sounds delicious. That's why it always pops up tasty at the very end. You're just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. That is tasty. That is tasty. Mm. I tell you, also, I want to live in this world. Even looking at the poster behind Kurt's head, the blue door, all the little accent furniture. I love the little table, the little artwork. Yeah, it looks I like, want to live there. It looks like an enhanced big city for, mm-hmm. for a cartoon movie. Oh, my gosh. It mm-hmm. looks like a cartoon version of Wes Anderson. That's I, true. I just love it. Yeah. And yeah. all the characters well, are in. real you were skinny. In before we pressed oh, play I, yeah. on the recorder. Okay. I thought there was too much going on. I, I would have been happy with the... Quote, the secret life of pets. Yeah. The stuff, mm-hmm. how does your cat crap in your shoe? How does he get his butt over the back <laughs> the of the shoe? Yeah, the lip of the shoe. How does that happen? But you have a point there because then it's like, well, let's take familiar animation tropes and yeah. throw them into a thing that's inter- that's that's unique. 
So, you know, it is Toy Story, then it turns into an incredible journey. We've well, seen the well, Or it turns well, into well. Lady and the Tramp, right? He gets put in the pound, and then they got to rescue him, but they rescue him halfway through. All right, here's the other thing. We've all lived in a city. We've lived in a number of different cities between Chicago and Milwaukee and New York and everything. And the bad guy in this is always some guy who works for the pound who has a, like, butterfly net. <laughs> I've never seen a pound <laughs> Dog guy. Dog-sized butterfly with net? A, they usually have the collar that's on the stick, but yeah. to be cruising That'll around be with a dog-sized net. Are you a dog? Oh, that's a good Are point. you a dog? No, no. No? That's true. No? I only see the dogs and the dog catcher. You don't see any humans around <laughs> during those moments. That's it's a good just point. It's just a very precious moment. You don't Scary. know what they've seen. So you don't know what they've lived through. <laughs> you have no idea. You're right. You've sent me straight. You're right. <laughs> but Bart, I got I to gotta tell you, the, the, back when we talked about Angry Birds on this show, you said yeah. this. Uh-oh. Because it's oh. about animals, I'm guessing that it has something that puts someone or something in danger, and as a result, they have to go. They have to go to the city because that's where all animals have to go whenever they have to save something <laughs> or someone. Right? The city. Nailed it. I'm not wrong. And here's You're the next wrong. animated movie outside of Finding Dory, and boom, right. nailed it. Was that yeah. from my uh, show at Carnegie Hall? That, was, that, sounded oh, no, that really was You know what was really oh, was great about <laughs> Dude, it sounded like you were at a comedy club. It did. I'm like, are you at the Laugh Factory, girl? That's true. What are you doing, taking these jokes downtown and trying them out? Because it's about animals, <laughs> I'm guessing that it has something that puts someone or something in danger. <laughs> you get the result, light, Bart. They have to, go, the they have to go to the city. Is <laughs> that Largo? Now, yes. Karen, to, to help explain Uh-oh. the music that you heard, yeah. The point there was that was crazy. Any there's this there's this uh, phenomenon now where uh, there's always this chorusy music. Ah, it's it's oh, supposed really? to be. I think it's like a, a ripoff of Philip Phillips, but yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it's in every movie now, and it's the biggest giveaway as to what's going to happen. Will they become friends? Ah, will they learn a lesson? Ah, will they, yeah. Will he be saved? Ah. So it's that Salisbury Hill, or what's it's that a called? Type of a Salisbury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will they find their parents? Will they save the school? Whatever they're doing, yeah, that's it. Oh, that's awesome. I see Good balloons talk. rising. Mm-hmm. Victory. Exactly. It's usually it's usually in a jungle though. You hear that. This is the most singy bar I've ever heard. <laughs> What's in this cream soda anyway? Well, listen, they everyone every kid has a pet and every. Kids gonna want to see this. It's just like when they stuck two princesses in Frozen. It was like, "We'll see Brilliant. your princess. Yeah. We'll give you a second princess. Yeah. Are you going?" And the kids are like, "Yes." Now they're gonna go to this too. Yeah. yeah. So look for the huge hit uh, this weekend. Well, I did see Finding Dory, and so. Oh, oh, oh. wait! You left your house. I, do we have a moment? Oh, sure. Okay. Because I went and saw. Well, well, I, I love that movie. I was with right. the family in uh, the Midwest of oh, this country. Right. And as a family, we needed to figure out what movie we were going to see. And uh, it was between um, Finding Dory um, and two other movies. The Purge. Central Election Intelligence. Year. Central Intelligence. And then, uh, and then Tarzan. Which I love. And so Dory won out. And my sister said, well, there's, the, there's this theater nearby where you can sit in these big recliners. I'm like, oh, re- recliner. The Gold Star. I don't know what they call them out here. I pick. Yeah. I pick. I'm going to give you two guesses on what tickets were. In Ohio, for the fully reclinable movie uh, Finding Dory, eleven seventy-five. Lower. Oh, no kidding. I thought I was going wow. high. Oh. Five fifty. Wow. Wait, daytime screening? Uh, yes, yeah, Saturday okay. at four. 
Saturday what? at four forty-five. Three six. Yep, before six. That's Five yeah, hours but out here be, you have to be before four. You have to be before noon. Uh, really? Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Were yeah. they actual recliners? Yeah, or were they power just... recliners. Wow. Love seat power recliners. Yeah. Those are tough because I went to see Zoolander two at like eleven p.m. You don't want to be that comfortable. My dad that fell late. asleep. My sister fell asleep. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why movies don't have to be as good anymore because mm-hmm. everybody's falling asleep yeah. in those recliners. You're that, you're that comfortable. So, so having seen yes. uh, Finding Dory, which is an animated film, this this is a little more appealing now uh, than had I not seen that movie. Yeah, Pixar nailed it with Finding Dory. They're, you know, after they had they had a slump, I guess, with Cars 2, Brave and Monsters <laughs> University. A slump, by the way, that won them an Oscar and yeah. $750 million in receipts <laughs> uh, for, you know. Gosh, I hope they can bounce back. $1.6 billion, actually, between all three of them. Uh, and then uh, Inside Out, of course, was huge. Um, huge. And now... Hmm. Finding Dory means they're back in the map. So that's, yeah. Huge. Yeah. that's huge. That's huge. And the next, you know, the next movie they're making, Cars Three. Cars Three. Yes. Mm. Which uh, Cars Two was a major fail, but the but the merchandising, merchandising, kids, merchandising. Kids love cars. In fact, when I first saw the first preview of the first Cars film, I was like, "Oh, poor guys, this is gonna be bad." And then you know, and then it was just Doc Hollywood. Yeah. As, yeah. as yeah, Cars then, is good. Doc Hollywood. Yeah. No, that's a movie. That's a movie. And there it is. And that was the first one. You're like, oh, I, I liked it. Yeah, I, did, I liked it. But then the second one, yeah. The second one was a mess. All of a sudden there's guns and <laughs> you're yeah. like, what? Mater was just a problem in the second one. Yeah. Mater was funny and cute in the first one. Then he just is the... He's the reason for all the problems. He becomes the, in the kid second of the movie. movie. He becomes, yeah, yeah back mm-hmm. when in the 90s when in a kid would when ruin a movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get on to our next film. Uh, oh, if, by the way, I'm going to see that movie. Just Secret Life of Pets? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. If the BFG and Tarzan have left you saying, books, ew, <laughs> then this master class in dumb is for you. Now, that's far from a negative. Dumb is a necessary quality in comedies. What matters is whether a movie dumbs smart or stupid. Oh. Don't ever call me stupid. Bart, let's talk about Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Certainly, Paul, we haven't had a plot this clearly defined since, dude, where's my car? So I'm in. What we need is a super cop. Now there's another. Say, do you like your lead characters to have no redeeming qualities? Do you enjoy seeing white people suffer physical mishaps that normally are reserved for the business end of a smack by Tyler Perry's Medea? Then we've got a movie for you. After an online ad in search of wedding dates goes viral, Mike and Dave find themselves at the free clinic getting penicillin shots. No, wait, that might not be what going viral means, but I am pretty sure that the free clinic is what happens after posting an online ad looking for a date. Dave and Mike Stangle, played by Zac Efron and Adam Devine. Zac Efron and Adam Devine are brothers, Paul? Wait, you, you mean like fraternity brothers, right? Not, not actual biological brothers. No, they're actual brothers. Oh, but one of them had a different father. Right, a very, very, very different father. No, they're just regular brothers. Mm-hmm. Zach Efron? Yes. And Adam Devine? Yes. Yeah. Our brothers? Yes. Well, like they say, only in the movies. Next thing you know, they'll have Jennifer Aniston and Brooklyn Decker fighting over Adam Sandler. Just go with it! <laughs> Efron is often cast against schlubs to reinforce his machismo. Adam Devine, Seth Rogen, the Lorax. They even seem to have painted abs on Adam Devine on the poster. What I'm saying is, you never really see Efron paired with, say, Matthew McConaughey. Man, can you imagine that, though? And mm. Abathon, the likes of which we haven't seen since WZOZ played 24 nonstop hours of Dancing Queen. <laughs> I don't know. Abathon. Oh! Oh! oh. I just was picturing lots of 
<laughs> men with no shirts on. But that often is what I picture. So Back to the movie, Karen. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Mike and Dave are two adult boys who refuse to grow up, choosing to party, locked in a state of arrested development. Hey, that's the name of the show. <laughs> Mike and Dave have a history of ruining family functions with their zany wackiness. Actually, we don't know if it's their zany wackiness that ruins things, but it's a movie, so there's a pretty good chance that it's zany wackiness. Mm -hmm. As a result, their parents require them to find dates for their sister's upcoming wedding in the hopes that having dates will force them to behave themselves. By the way, their sister is played by Sugarland Beard, so we're guessing that Mike Stangle, the character played by Adam Devine, was adopted. You see, Paul, the brilliance of this movie is clearly its subtlety. I want you to bring a date to your sister's wedding. We don't want you showing up stag and riling each other up. We don't rile each other up. We never get riled up. Uh, I also just want to point out real quick at the, how, the, how that clip is edited. I want you to bring a date to your sister's wedding. We don't want you showing up stag. It's like you cut an audio book together. To Paul, you didn't wedding. do that, did you? He uh, just the, was trying to find a stapler. He couldn't concentrate. The guys put an ad on Craigslist to find their dates. Guys put an ad on Craigslist hoping to get laid. How hasn't this film been made a hundred times already? <laughs> the ad actually offers the dates a percentage of the profits if the story gets sold. Oh, well. Incidentally, Karen, yeah. I'm sorry your Valentine's Day card is late. My agent and manager are disputing some of the wording. We're waiting for the Writers Guild registration. But, you know, I love you. <laughs> Paul, sorry, you can't use that phrase. I currently have a patent dispute over that. I love you? You are trying to own that. Oh, <laughs> I'm not interested in using I love you. God, no. I'm just parked on it, waiting for the highest bidder. And who says Hollywood is cynical about love? So back to the movie. When the media finds out that two guys in Albany need dates, they rush to the television to get the whole story. This sounds ridiculous. They rush them to television. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Albany. Back to the movie. When the media finds out that two guys in Albany need dates, they rush them to television to get the whole story. This sounds ridic ridiculous, except it happened to the writers. And because the brothers want only the best, most respectable, intelligent, and cultured women, they decide to go on the Wendy Williams show. Yes. <laughs> because apparently Charlie Rose was booked. <laughs> The man-child is a staple of modern comedy, but every time Seth Rogen plays a father or Tom Hanks literally plays a child who becomes a man, a new generation must step up and be asked to grow up in three acts or less. Huh? Zac Efron fails to shed his image as hunk in roles that require him to shed clothing. But you can't have a bromance with just one bro because that would just be brosturbation. <laughs> Adam Devine plays an immature, party-loving slacker. He was cast after a minute-long search with workaholics on in the background. Enjoyable duo, Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick play a couple of strippers that aren't so hot that they couldn't pass as a school teacher and a smart chick, which is exactly what they do to win the role of Mike and Dave's dates. Ah, so Mike and Dave have their wedding dates. Movie over. No. What? Come on, Paul. They already fulfilled their obligation to the title. How can they sustain a story after that? Well, it's like a whole nother movie what? inside the same movie. Woo! They should call it Mike and Dave Go to Hawaii. The girls hustle Mike and Dave into taking them to Hawaii for a family wedding, where they become unhinged and threaten to destroy the wedding. Wait, the wedding in a wedding comedy doesn't go off perfectly? You know what, Paul? I think these writers might be onto something. Now, in a rare twist, the ladies get to out-douche the douches and out-dick the dicks. Out-douche the douches. Out-dick the dicks. It's Hawaii, what? I don't know. Please tell me that's a real song. <laughs> I wish. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> It is now. <laughs> Maybe the lesson here is some guys are just better off going stag. But if Alice and Tatiana survive this film, we'll be sure to watch them in the sequel, Skanks for the Memories. There you go. All starts with the title. Took a lot of work, but I got there. Yeah.
That's a lot of material about uh, this movie. But Karen's going to see this one, too. So undeserving. can't wait to see this movie. I love the fact that the women get one up on them, and they get to be super funny. I think it's going to be great. Huh. Yeah. The yeah. women win. That's a, it's a, a flipperoony on the. <laughs> I'm on the, so into this movie. That's, and yeah. When you see your I, wedding crashers, right, where the guys that, come in and they right. yeah. ruin everything. The soundtrack sounds very, very nice. <clears throat> the soundtrack. But what's on the soundtrack? I've, I just heard a few songs there. And I uh, thought that was pleasant. Uh, yeah. Some good songs. I think maybe I'm also intrigued to watch um, watch Anna Kendrick play Saucy. I wonder if the wedding's going to go off well. I doubt it. But she never. I've never seen her play. Um, I mean, I've seen her play Stern. I've seen her play Witchy. But to see her play just complete white trash stripper, druggy lunatic, that's going to be fun. Especially when she came on my radar with Up in the Air, which right. was so wound tight. It would be fun to see her loosen up and be uh, be the sloppy guy in a movie that has been flipped to Rooney to make it a girl. Nice. I, I, yes, I, Kurt. Seeing the second trailer, all right, yes. the trailer, which was very funny, because when they started showing, they had to, there was like some guys in a room that were like, we have to show, we have to make sense of why these guys are finding dates. And like that whole moment when they're in the living room, right? The very forced scene. <laughs> I love the idea that it's just like, uh, you remember, you know, if you guys don't bring dates, this is what happens. And there's like fire and, and yeah. explosions. And like, really, like, dates are going to help that? No. Dates? Like, like, don't even tell us that. Like, I, I'll believe that you have to find dates. Uh, it was very funny. I was laughing in my car. I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, I was illegal. I was driving illegally. Yeah, That's all right. Drive yeah. and watch this. Drive and watch best. trailers. It's now, good. I would gladly date, in real life, either Aubrey Plaza or Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah, they're hot. Yeah. However, mm. yes, mm. I think they were very appropriately cast in this movie because they're not overly attractive. I'm just saying oh. it was well done. I'm just going to let that simmer. <laughs> well done. I mean... Because uh, aren't they strippers or something? They, they I, that's what you said in the I thought they thing were. Here. I thought they were. Stri- in one of the t- trailers, I got you the impression. You might have gotten that impression because Aubrey Plaza standing there looking at the TV saying, oh, blah, 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 something sweary. And then she's got these little <laughs> tiny panties that go right up her butt. Again, not an unattractive woman. Yeah. but From if, that angle. Yeah. yeah. But From if these two sure. women were sure. like total bombshell hotties, it just this movie wouldn't work. So I'm oh, so if like Margot Robbie and Kate Beckinsale thank played you. the parts. This is the part this okay. is the point mm. I'm trying to make. Mm. I understand. So mm. I think that, that Andy Levine guy is cast perfectly. I don't know him as a person, but as a guy who portrays these kind of characters. He Adam does. Divine. Divine. Oops. <laughs> yeah, both names were Adam Levine. Uh, He's a great singer. Yeah. He's a better he singer. Did, he did so well. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even know I did that. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, think, I think that Andy he Levine is so is annoying. <laughs> These characters that he portrays are guys that I just can't stand. And he does a great job. He might not even be like well, It's that. funny. I remember you saying that. <gasps> and then remembered that he was in The Intern <gasps> as one of the guys in your favorite scene in that movie where she's complaining about how men aren't men anymore. They're not Harrison Ford or Jack Nicholson there. And she looks and it's. It's Adam a, Devine and two of the other goofs yeah. she works with who are like millennial douchebags. Uh, and he is good at that. Yeah. And I think the opposite might actually be working for him. Um, he His attractiveness, I think, kind of got bumped up a little bit hanging out with Zach. Because they worked really hard to keep him handsome, right? They got a really nice, sweet haircut on him. They tanned him up a little bit, gave him some rouge. I didn't look that closely. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, there's this. Was, <laughs> you were driving. I understand. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I was. I was driving. Well, That's what you do when you have kids. You're just like any moment. All right, I, I can do this. I can drive, and 
But I don't know if women care as much. Maybe it's just me, but I don't care as much how hot he is because he's funny. No, I agree. All I'm saying is I think much like we said, you know, uh, Zach is always cast against schlubs to make him even more Zackier. That might be true. I think it's kind of rubbing off on Adam here. Uh, Yeah. So it's it's, uh, boosting him up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. I like the fact that these women are not damsels in distress. They just are women who are like, you know what we want? We're going to go get it. And they jump in front of a car. And I got to say, there's not enough characters like that on film. I like it. Yeah. Now, they're also (laughs) strippers and they do drugs (laughs) and they are insane. And we like that too. We like that too. We went a little further and they have some clips online. The clips are pretty funny. Yeah. So oh, really funny! Yeah, well. I'm gonna watch that. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's talk uh, about Adam Devine. Let's talk a little about Zach because, okay. um, and before we get to our guest segment here, I want to do a mashup. Oh, okay. All the music everyone's listening to today is a mashup, right? Mm. Right. Mm. We want in. So here's this week's movie mashup. Oh, how cool! The Secret Life of Zach Efron. Oh. <laughs> I want to know this. Much like pets, I'm sure you want to know what's going on with America's heartthrob Zach Efron. Yes. So here we give you the exclusive day in the life, the secret life uh-huh. of Zach Efron. For example, here. <coughs> this is secret. 9 a.m., okay. mm-hmm. awaken, call Uber. Oh, where's he going? Well, the Uber is for the supermodel. Ah, <laughs> let's see. 9.30 a.m., trim nose hairs. You see, he's just like us. Oh, yeah. And then at 9.45, practice smoky glare in the mirror. Oh. 9.50 a.m., brush teeth like everyone else. Right. Unlike everyone else, however, he uses actual sunshine in a tube instead of toothpaste. Mm, yeah. Look here. Explains 10, that. <laughs> 10 a.m. Instead of picking out what to tie to wear, he decides between a half smile, full smile, or smirk. Oh, I love the smirk. Mm. I hope it's a smirky day. It might be. At 10.10, 10, he'll yes. slather body in golden hue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've heard he likes to use the spray on every once in a while, but... When he, d- when he can't get the aerosol, he'll do Either way, the, he glistens by 10.30. He'll do the slathering. <laughs> and it's not even noon yet, guys. I just want you to know. Wow, it's a busy morning. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long day. It does more than 10, normal 15 people. 10.15 a.m., walk the dog. Oh, but he's wow. the one oh. that wears the cute bandana and gets pet by the pretty girls. Oh, oh look at this. 10.30 a.m., finally, make breakfast, splatter shiny, eye-catching grease on shirtless chest. Oh, 11 a.m., he'll hit the studio and record a song. Eleven fifteen auto tunes his recording. Hey little girl with the cash to burn. That is crucial. You can still hear the, the, the kernel of talent in there. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all Tim. Eleven forty five AM makes coffee with Keurig machine, but splatters coffee onto his shaved <laughs> shirtless chest in slow motion. <laughs> Noon. He goes grocery shopping. He buys an apple. Aww. Aww, cute. At uh, 1 p.m., he signs final deal in contractual obligation to do at least one keg stand in every movie where he appears. I've heard about that. Yeah. 1.30 p.m., looks at his oblong reflection in the Chicago Bean and imagines himself human. One <laughs> <laughs> forty-five goes to Home Depot, buys an L-shaped ruler to check his jawline for imperfections. God, I hope he doesn't find any. I know. Uh, then from 2 p.m. Yes. to 11 p.m., uh-huh. he'll work on his personal version of the string theory. Oh. At 11.30 p.m., reflect on his status as the world's <laughs> hunkiest Zach, and then engage in sexual intercourse with current girlfriend, thinking of Vanessa Hudgens. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that sorry. is the secret life of Zac Efron. Yeah, sorry know. to out him with all his personal... No. He's a very precise guy, though. Everything is down to the minute I with think this the guy. Pets movie will be the same thing. It's going to Kurt... get boring at some point, you know what I mean? Doing the same thing over and over well, again. Well, that's when the dog catcher comes ah. in and the net. Uh, mistakes Perfect. him with the bandana. Yes. It's a whole big adventure. Got to push everything five minutes forward, yeah. <laughs> all right, a lot for that nonsense. We have entirely new nonsense to get on with. <laughs> And that involves our guest, Yay! an actor who's been on hilarious shows such as Criminal Minds and Major Crimes, <laughs> uh, but is also an accomplished improviser with The Resistance, who perform every Friday at night at 10 p.m. at the I.O. West Theater in Hollywood. It's Kurt Scholler! Wait, what's it say? Quick Wits? You were on Quick Wits? Oh, stop it. Yeah. Do you remember Quick Wits? Yes. You that? that was uh, uh, when I first moved out here, um, when being a part of comedy sports, uh-huh. I had a friend, Jeff Davis, who was It doing was Quick the Wits. thinking man's who's lying. It yeah, was. It was everything. They did everything they could to be like, we're making it up. But really, we're writing. We're writing everything. We're oh, writing really? everything. Oh, absolutely. Really? Because yeah. oh, I know that Who's Line does the same thing. What? what? They, well, Ian Gomez, when he was on yeah. here, he said they did a lot of. They hit a lot of beats. They, they hit a lot of beats. They, they beats. really knock things out and they talk about it and then um, hit the beats. Yeah, this the, this was and it was the first time I got to meet Wayne Brady and and uh, and I toured with him for a little bit. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, did you work with Jonathan Sting, uh, Jonathan Mangum? No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I when they when we got to the tour, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and uh, he. <laughs> It was so funny. I was just like, when I get you to Milwaukee, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure you get really drunk because we're a shot beer town. You know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I remember we did a show at the Riverside Theater. We go back to a comedy sports show, and then right afterwards, I was like, it's on, it's on. And he crawled out of that bar. He crawled. <laughs> I found him in the parking lot with his arms waving. Um, it's over. It's over. <laughs> but not he's used such to the, a good not, guy. Not used to the Wisconsin way. No, no. It's a tough <laughs> one. It's a tough one. Floridians do it different. It's a tough one. Wait, so I'm going to go back for a second. Yeah. So you're from Wisconsin. Yep. We went and studied Chicago, Second City, and all that. Did you ever get down into that I area? Never, I never went down to Chicago. And I, I think. I, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out what circles you ran in because Wayne Brady and, and John of those guys were Florida. All mm-hmm. Florida. We knew all the theater. Chicago folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then we did some stuff with uh, Brave New Workshop in Minneapolis. Oh yeah, Did yeah. You go up there? New, uh, I've I've been to Minnesota. I've, mm-hmm. I've I saw those guys over there, and I saw the the comedy sports. Uh, we knew. Uh, I was just introduced to comedy sports just because I was in Milwaukee, and and it really exploded into other cities. So mm-hmm. uh, we knew the people down in Chicago. We knew the people in Minnesota. Uh, Dudley Riggs, mm-hmm. yeah, Brave New Workshop and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it the, for whatever reason, when I was going to move away from Milwaukee, I was like, either it's going to be LA or New York. And then it was just because you know, we had friends there that did comedy sports, and I could, knew I could just stay somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I just chose LA. Just, just because did it. its weather is a hundred percent better. It's, it's really is. It's, it really just is what kind of pushed it over for us. It's it, it and it's I like having a car. You know I, love I, mean? I love having a car. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, your back on that. Because yeah. we, I think it might also be because we're from um, the Midwest as well. I'm from like near uh, Buffalo, and Paul is from Oneonta, and just in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of being able to get in your car and go somewhere. Yeah. I really don't want to give that choice. up. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody I knew that was living in New York was like they had never been in the best shape in their life. You know, because they, oh, right, they walk everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, wow. Uh, but no, that was that was the other reason. But I but I had gone down there. I really wished at some point when I was when I was here, I was just like I wish I would have done IO workshops there. And so all your studying was just through comedy sports, through comedy sports, and oh. then like I said, the group Dead Ale Wives. When I did Dead Ale Wives, that was with Rob Schraub and Dan Harmon. We did that in Milwaukee. We started doing sketch stuff and long form improv, and um, and then they had moved out here because Rob had a comic book called Scud the Disposable Assassin, 
And sure, yeah. they were going to make that into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? But they went on to make Monster House, and then Dan, you know, they Dan and Rob created the Sarah Silverman program, and uh, then Dan got fired, and then Dan created Community, and then he got fired, and you know, he's found in <laughs> as found you a do, niche. Niche. Yeah. Niche. yeah. You get hey, he keeps getting hired. He does. He does. That's good. It's very funny. Well, it's cool because it's interesting to see another circle of improvisers it is. and comedians up there. And you find out how small it is like when you get out here because you just yeah. – because you do. You met a bunch of Florida people. My, one of my first shows out here just jumping in with a group was House Full of Honkies and that's with oh, yeah. Dan Brady and, and Joel McCurry. Yeah. And that's Alvin. funny. Yeah. Super fun. Hey, Super Karen fun. saw that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I won a wax, a car wax. Mm-hmm. Expensive. Kurt, oh, yeah. Kurt I, have a, I have a question. Uh-oh. All right, all right. Um, mm-hmm. Here we go. Is it pronounced boner police? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's uh, a good story about that, actually. I'm too. hoping. Uh, it's a comedy. I was going to say, at some point, yep. we wanted to discuss boner police, Absolutely. poltergeist, El Dorco, lesser fart, and robot bastard. <laughs> laser fart. And Bart went right there. That's, that's laser fart. Oh, oh laser, laser fart. Oh. Laser fart? And oh. that's Dan Harmon. That's a Dan Harmon oh. thing. Channel 101. Gotcha. Um... Oh, right. Which one first? No, Laser Boner Fart police. is Boner, better. Boner Police is pretty good. Um, Boner Police was, was uh, created by a bunch of guys from uh, Bath Boys Comedy. Have you ever heard of Bath Boys? They're, they're, they have a lot of stuff on YouTube. And they actually got the money to create a, a movie. And it was it's it's not what you would think it would be. Uh, it was, And they just wanted me to be a, a police chief in it. And it was a blast. It was so much fun. It was sort of this idea that anybody that is sort of set up like the Batman scenario. Oh, you'd be great at that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's because I'm bald. Yeah, um, and you just look like you're in charge. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, the glasses do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny story with this thing is, it is just a comedy, and it was a really good time. But I was on a, I did a commercial shoot, and one of the producers came up to me and he goes, "I have a funny story to tell you because when we make these commercials and we put a lot of money into it, we have to do background checks." And they, I had gotten an email that said, "You should check on this guy. He did something called boner police." <laughs> <laughs> And he he went and he goes while he was on the plane he goes he checked out the 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 uh, trailer for it and then he emailed back and goes it's totally fine <laughs> it's just a comedy but I was like oh my god oh my god the, oh like, I guess that, it does it sound came back to get me you know what I mean? it sounds like it porn oh yeah mm. how did I not think of that that's hysterical oh my god yeah how could you not think I just of thought that? it was you you <laughs> of all people I thought you were just running around with a ruler whacking little kids boners no, no, no. Uh, oh what oh yeah that's uh, that's the premise. That's not the premise. Like a, like a Catholic nun. What? No. Did, did, what let's let's never about? make that a premise. Did they do never, that? No, I don't think no they one did. does that. Like a little you? boy sitting in class, he gets a boner no. and they whack it with a ruler. Who uh, are you? Did I dream uh, this? Yes. Uh, don't dream it. Nightmare <laughs> it. Nightmare <laughs> it. Nightmare it. <laughs> oh my don't God. dream it. What was the commercial for? I'm curious. Uh, and it was something that never ran. It was like oh. a Capital One or something ah, like that. It was, it was like, it was so funny. Uh, but yeah, it was one of those weird stories where like sweat and bullets. Like uh, it really isn't what you think it is. Oh, My so IMDb funny. is stacked, and he'll <laughs> got it's working against me. <laughs> Why are you looking at the police? Look at the other stuff. Uh, so you also worked World Cup comedy. World Cup comedy. That was a Kelsey Grammer thing, and uh, yeah, and that was fun. That was fun. There's, it was funny is that everybody tries to figure out how to work improv into TV, just like how Whose Line did it, oh, yeah. because they're like, exactly. it's like a, it's like a game show. And everybody's kind of like, we got to make it points. It's got to be, there's got to be a winner. There's got to be, and every improv thing that you see happens, it tanks after a year. You know, it yeah. doesn't even get through a season because it's the same thing. Yeah. And that's why I like the show that I'm doing now because it's like, stop trying to make it into a game. People get it. They've seen Whose Line. They know how that works. 
now show improv what, what could be really amazing about improv. You know what I mean? Like, stop forcing it in. You know what I mean? And let me uh, let me play a little bit from this. is a trailer I found at the Resistance's website. Oh, I'm here's interested. A little, here's a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. In a world of improv filled with flannel shirts and one-word suggestions, a single group dares to combine live comedy with action. They are known as the Resistance. A fully improvised live action movie based on all of your favorite action movie cliches with live stunts and unrelenting hits to the nuts. All they're missing is you. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for those folks at home who may think of improv only as whose okay. line is it anyway, right. explain the movie format. Well, this is neat because I've been doing some sort of improv since 1989. You know, so uh, and Lavit short form did some long form at uh, Improv Olympic and UCB and and that was your toddler improv. Was that toddler improv? Yes, when you were you were like three. In oh yeah, thank yeah, you. Toddler You're improv. So yeah. kind. <laughs> That's right. Well, I was nineteen. Um, <laughs> but no, th- what's great about this is it, for this. This is the first time I got to do sort of like. There's so many places that are like don't do plot. Whatever you do, don't do plot. You know, we don't want to hear backstory. But yet you go to movies and you want to see plot. You want to see something. You know what I mean? So doing this was just so much fun because we started off thinking of like, well, we'll just take scenarios of action movies and then it kind of trickled down into like, well, we shouldn't play the actual movie and, and all of a sudden it became this thing where we, we the show starts off with, we, we, we come in front of the audience with a large uh, dry erase board where it's pied off in sections of different types of action films. Like you have Buddy Cop, Western, sci-fi, fantasy and, and somebody with a Nerf gun shoots you know through the air 15 rows back hits one and then once we do that then we kind of go like all right so buddy cop films like rush hour lethal weapon uh like any of those kind of let's get tropes like moments that happen in these movies oh uh they run out and there's a giant explosion behind them great we'll take that you know what i mean one of them is retiring one of them is retiring that's right so so it's all those we we get like (laughs) 10 of those tropes and we sprinkle those in during the show but we started off like we, we you could we could start off with a high action moment. We the neat thing about it is you, you, we're doing improv, but then there's also those dramatic moments, which fuels the comedy later on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if you if you have them there, oh, you'll definitely have them here. So and you it, play those. I mean, I, I yet to come and see the show. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. Now it's over at IO. The, the videos I saw you were at the National Comedy Theater. Or yeah, something? we're so, doing that at Comedy Sports yeah, on yeah. Sunday nights. Um, but you don't. You play those moments as real as you can. You're not trying yeah. to force a comedy in. Because sometimes when you just play that stuff straight, yeah, you're going to get gold out of it afterwards so or good. during. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you, we find out slowly if that happens. The, and the neat thing is we have music. We have soundtrack. We have, we have a guy who plays the keyboard, which is amazing. Like, and, and he's dying to do this stuff. Like, oh, I get to do the soundtrack? And then we have a guy that's on a computer that has a bunch of music samples and sounds and stuff like that. And he they work together. Like, you don't know when one's doing one or the other you know what i mean that's cool but like certain music will pop on and then instead of chairs and stools we actually have derek mears uh, is a part of this it's derek mears uh kurt maloney justin michael terry uh uh, uh, uh ryan marsico uh chris matu and myself and we, and we and we do this show where we have these stunt pads derek is derek mears who was jason and friday the 13th he does a lot of tv stuff and he, and he keeps He's the one, only one that can afford it. He brings, he buys these pads. He buys all these cool stunt pads. And at first, when he 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 brought in like a stunt pad for our first show, and we're like, "What are we gonna do with?" Like it was a mat. It was like a tumbling mat. Right. I'm like, "Why are you bringing these two mats?" And like we made fun of him even in in our, in our intro. We're like, "Yeah, we got these things." 
And all of a sudden, they're like, there were horses. There were like a bar that we could throw people over. Uh-huh. And, you know, like all of a sudden became everything. So he's bought these different shaped pads, and we just litter the stage with them. And so when lights go out, we can make a, like, let's say it's a, uh, if it's a, a the, the police chief, you know, we, we can make a desk. And we can come back to that scene and we can make the same. Like, it's neat to come back to the same scenes and be able to see the same, you know, uh, the items. And the, 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 it's it's just so fun. It's, we've made trains before. And, and like, from what I've seen, you're doing stunts. So you need stunts. that mat on the ground. More, more them than I. More them. <laughs> I'm, I'm 45 and you know what I mean? I'm just like. And not in shape. But those guys... As we've learned from Boner Police, you'll be the police chief. Uh, They'll come in and he'll yell a lot, then they'll fight. I get mad, I get angry. Um, But it's just, it's so fun. And a lot of the stuff we physically do, like after the show, we're like, can you believe we did that? We we made a helicopter. We'll do slow motion jumps where we're holding the people floating through the air to reach the... You know what I mean? Like it's... And we're matched up really well with... There's a show called Opening Night, which is a musical at Improv Mm -hmm. Olympic. With Shuley. With Shuley Cohen. And and what's great about that is that that is also a story improv. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? They get a suggestion. There's a beginning, middle, and end. And and when we first went to Iowa, we were like, this is the perfect thing to follow. You know what I mean? Because we're the same thing. We're that Mm -hmm. same... We're like a a story improv thing. But it truly is the most fun I've had. Yeah, it's great. It's super fun. How long has it been running? Um, we've been doing it for about two years, yeah, and it's and we've had like good uh, good following, and f- you know they follow us on Facebook, and it, and it helps with with everybody kind of pitching in. So, you ever have guests sit in? We have, we have, we've had different like Lauren Pritchard's jumped in with us, and uh, uh, have you ever uh, thought Brian maybe Jones and Jean Claude Van Damme? Uh, <laughs> oh, right, sits in. You know. We've been talking about Martin different... Cove. <laughs> I don't mind that if yeah. that was to happen. We've um, because. Derek travels to different. He'll go to horror conventions because he'll he just signs autographs. Can you imagine that life? Can you imagine? Amazing. Imagine. I have two kids and I'm like, what are you doing? Really? Really? Well, he has to be able to afford those mats. Oh yeah. Give oh the, yeah. True. Yeah, True. Great. Those are pretty yeah. expensive just mats. Saying. There's gold lining in the sides. Um, but no, he's talked about like people are like, I really want to do this. I want to like we've got we've done like two horror conventions. Where people have never seen improv before, they're kind of like, "What is this?" <laughs> and, but you get tropes from those horror movies because in October we do like an all horror month, like we're, okay. and which is great too. Like, and Derek is never the like the slasher guy. You know what I mean? Derek, <laughs> yeah. it, what's great about Derek? Derek's like six six, and he's like, and I met him years ago because he used to play for Bakersfield Comedy Sports. So that that is our background, um, and he is the sweetest guy. But all he wants to do is he buys gadgets once in a while like lights and uh jump ropes and the, and these sticks like if we're climbing up a ladder he'll he'll put in the rungs like as we're climbing <laughs> you know oh, what i mean that's so, so cool. there's there's some really fun stuff that we get to play with but he's so much like he just wants to assist and in, in like horror time we're just like you gotta be the bad guy people want to see you kill people and he's just like i will if i'm there you know what i mean so he just wants to be the bat yeah that's yeah, right <laughs> So I kill the people. So good. That's, well, uh, that's yeah, best. Good about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a, uh, a scenario that you haven't done at this uh, point? Uh, I've only been for two years. Yeah. Like yeah, for, for it, absolutely. It, it's funny because we, we sit there and you you know we made the genres like real basic at first too, like you know sci-fi, western, but then all of a sudden we're just like a, a, a kids adventure movie. You know what I mean? Oh, like like we, we we start doing you know. Because some Goonies type action, some Goonies, yeah. and and those are some of the most fun ones. Because you just find out as like with kid movies, everything's known about the characters right off the bat. You find out everything about the characters right away, mm-hmm. and then and then the rest is just like gravy. It's so easy to plop in the tropes that you get in yep. the beginning of the show. 
Being that you're um, obviously schooled in improvisation, do you find that when you go on a show like Community or something like that, you do you ever feel comfortable enough to improvise or do you stay right on script? Uh, never been on Community. Oh, what would Dan, you want? Dan Harmon hates me. Oh, uh, no, no, I see, I see. No, no, what was the I'm one kidding. that Paul said? Parks um, and office. Parks and and office and that's what I meant. I would never, yeah. It's very you, funny because there's this feeling like, like with commercials, you feel more likely to improvise because the writers, the writers, the, the ad agency is always like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, put it on. Because oh. they want to look good, you know what I mean? All like right. if, it, if it works, if it fits, then it's great. I work but, at an ad agency. Yeah. They can't write. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's like, and out here Paul, too, it's like. Paul, edit that out. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Sure, Keep will. it in, highlight it, <laughs> um, and that. But I, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I no wouldn't. Idea. There, I, I did uh, Last Man Standing, the the Tim Allen one, and Hector oh. Elizondo is on it, and and uh, uh, and I, I play, I play a shoplifter. Lately, I've been playing really horrible characters, like like just <laughs> like my last characters were um, like major crimes. It comes on this Monday, and I play like just a bickering husband with the uh, State University of New York at Fredonia alumni Mary McDonald. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we went to college, she's like the big the big deal. She's mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah. And like a, a pedophile in criminal minds Good. and a, 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 a forger on a it's general hospital. It is. It it's is. The it's the bald head. It's, it's gotta be the bald head glasses. The brows. The brows. Mm. Um, it's the bald head, the glasses, and the turtleneck. <laughs> you ever wear a turtleneck? It's like, ah, oh, guys, diddling kitties. It's a little scary. Yeah. It's a little scary. But but lately, for whatever reason, I'm just I'm I'm playing not nice characters. What were we talk? I forget what which show we were talking about there. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. No, Hector Elizondo. Hector Elizondo. So Hector Elizondo was so nice because, again, I'm playing these this bad characters. I'm not playing the comedy element of this thing. And and Hector Elizondo, like, he escorts me out the door once we find out what's going on. And and you know we get behind the man. He's just like, we gotta punch this up. We gotta do some. We gotta do some stuff. And I'm just sitting there going, I got no, <laughs> like <laughs> no. Like in a way, I'm kind of like I, I don't say anything. I'm just like uh huh uh huh. But I'm like you can. They're not gonna fire you. Yeah. I try to be the funny shoplifter, and I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like I, I gotta be the I gotta be the bad guy. And you don't get to yell. Hector said to do it. Hector hey, yeah, told exactly. me to do it. As he leaves, yeah. you know what I mean? So, Hector made yeah. me do it. So. But it's so you didn't fun. punch it up. You guys didn't come up with any magic, any gold. Uh, there's moments of that as we're like as I was being escorted. But yeah, it was just it's it. You don't. Yeah, I I never want to do that on like TV stuff. Like mm-hmm. I just I'm too. Yeah, I don't we had uh, Chris Williams on here a couple weeks ago, um, who did a bunch of bits with Letterman for the mm-hmm. Late Show, and I noticed you've done a bunch of bits with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. So how did they go? He said that he bit, never saw Dave. Never did rehearsal. Yeah. Showed up and did the bit on the sh- and it's like it's either gonna be a, a killer or <clears throat> die a slow death. Well, Danny Ricker, who's the head writer there, he also was comic books guy. Comic oh, guy. I'm guy. starting to see and that I did the Adam wrong Fisher. improv did, company. What are we doing? A second, second city and improv <laughs> Olympic got me nowhere. No second city stuff. kids never made anything <laughs> they of themselves. Uh, but Jimmy Kimmel, the first couple things that I did, and it was actually before he was head writer, but um, it was video stuff. So it was like us doing like a quick video and then we left and you would find out later on if it made it on the air or not, right? Mm-hmm. So I did a couple things where, so there was no Jimmy Kimmel at all for a bunch of those. In fact, the first time I saw Jimmy Kimmel was on the Sarah Silverman show where we were, we were working really late and Jimmy Kimmel was dating oh, right. Sarah at that mm-hmm. time. And I saw him come in, he kissed her, he left. And I was like, oh, it's Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, nice. He didn't talk to us. <laughs> uh, why would he? <laughs> tall, dorky guy. So um, Jimmy's when not I, that tall. Jimmy's not that tall. He's no, not. No, I could take he him. Is. I could take him. I, I could take oh, him. I'm CJ. Sorry. I was. Uh, I could wrestle. A joke there it is. Sorry. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but the first Jimmy Kimmel bit that I did live on the show, like for the opening monologue, 
there was a thing where like uh, we did one run through where he can't like we rehearsed it, rehearsed it, rehearsed. I uh, played this giant e card that comes out because he's sick of getting e cards, and uh, we walked through it. Uh, and he seemed to ha- it seemed fine, and then I didn't see him till the tape. You know what I mean? And the writers are so nervous because it's just like it's a lot of dialogue, and I'm just like I'll be I'll, I'll be okay, I'll be alright. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was like. It's what we do all the time. Even yeah, if, yeah. if a line drops, I'll I'll figure a way to get back on. But but they were they were so nice. That that group over there is amazing at Jimmy Kimmel. They're, and because well, they're all stoned, right? Oh, he's yeah. high the whole time. <laughs> Everyone is out of his mind. Everyone is, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know. He I looks don't know. so stoned. I haven't checked him. I didn't do any tests oh, while okay. I was there. I should have. He didn't have him pee into a cup. Yeah. Bart. <laughs> but all think right. about it, like there's a green room like four nights a week where that you know what I mean like they have that they have that live show element uh-huh. all the time and I guess I I've never been a I've never been around a, like a late night show and that's that's neat it's exciting you know yeah that's why they yeah. have the bar that's why they've they got the bar. bar there it's a yeah, famous bar it's fun it's fun it was, it's uh, I like doing it every once in a while you know every once in a while they're like do you want to come do this I'm like yeah. yes yeah let's do it I have kids <laughs> let me go <laughs> I don't uh, think it's you I don't know let me ask you what we ask everyone who comes oh, on the show. What is go. your favorite movie of all time? All right. I had to think long and hard about this because yeah. I almost wanted to go, like, name a genre. Well, because you name could a genre. get it wrong. I know. You want me to shoot a dartboard? With it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Name a genre. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I appreciate that you thought about it because a lot of people have answered it incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little embarrassing you when know, that but, happens. But once you put it out there, yeah. it's out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You so I can't say, like, that, yeah. yeah, the replacements and be like, oh, man. <laughs> Just say Boner Man or whatever Say Boner Man. That's a totally different thing. That's, that's not. Do not Google I did Boner not, Man. Please. And I'm not a part of Boner Man. I'm not a part. Of, we just I, killed your Google search. <laughs> I, I am Boner Man. 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 <laughs> it is very Batman. And I am Boner Man. And all of a sudden, Boner Man is just you in a cape <laughs> and Bart chasing you with a ruler. With a ruler. With a ruler. Oh. Oh. smack your You're the villain. You're the villain. That makes sense. Uh, I gotta get those guys. Uh, gotta get the cameras rolling. I think we have an uh, Oscar for best oh short. That's drawn up. That 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 oh. makes more sense than some of the stuff that comes out. That does. Oh my that god. Does. <laughs> um, yes. Favorite yeah. movie. What is it? Favorite movie. I'm gonna have to say, uh, if I was trapped in a cave alone, I would say uh, for years and years, it's a wonderful life. Oh. It's a wonderful life. I was really gonna go like I was. You know, Star Wars. You got Jaws. You got Raiders of the Lost Ark. But I was just like, I looking through my DVDs. I'm like. It's a wonderful life. That's my favorite. I, I save it every wow. year. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I love that movie. And I'll, I'll watch it every year and I'll cry. And uh, uh, yeah. Jimmy Stewart is amazing and always has been. And Say brainless. Don't you know where coconuts come from? <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's the best. Have it's you ever best. seen it in a theater? I haven't. I haven't. I got to see it in the theater two years ago, a small theater down by where I live. I actually had a balcony in the theater, and I got to sit in I'm the balcony. I'm just so amazed that you went to a theater. You got out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Again, $5 is what gets me out of the house. $5 movies gets me out of the house. Two more dollars are in the chair, yeah. right? $3 <laughs> on the couch, $2 in the chair. Took some laundry coins. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. out the door. Out the door. Uh, but it was a great experience. Unfortunately, it wasn't widescreen. I think they just took like a DVD of oh. whatever they had and put it up on the big screen. Yeah. That's still, actually one of my top. But still two amazing, three. yeah. It's, it's still it, it it like it's so good. There's so many moments good. that you're just like, oh, Jesus, so great. And 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 then you and then you watch like, <laughs> I think I think what's great about watching it during the, the holidays because my wife will watch like those Hallmark <laughs> shows, oh, yeah. and they're so bad. And it's great actors are usually in those movies, and you're just mm-hmm. like they're so bad. And then you watch this, and you're like, it's just. It's gold. It's like gravy dripping in your mouth because the dialogue <laughs> is amazing. The acting is great, you know. And Naked um, Donna Reed. 
left I, to your imagination. But. Right, right. In black and white. Yeah. Have you ever thought about how he missed out on uh, the plastics deal with uh, Sam Wainwright? That's what drives me nuts about that movie. <laughs> it, wow. Wow, yeah. he wouldn't have never loved. I don't, but he he missed out on like three. He fortunes. missed out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's go, a lot of you go stuff. That movie, he's like, he like <laughs> missing out. Like, on... I like the one that you're worried about is the plastic. Well, he could have gotten, gotten one word. Yeah, yeah. plastics. The plastics. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. But he I'm, couldn't have the cool house with the movie posters yeah. in the ring. Come on. I'm doing now, a production of uh, the Man Who Shot Liberty Violence right now on mm-hmm. stage. Like as old as that movie is, the script only came out a couple of years ago. That they've uh-huh. been doing it as a stage production. And the John Wayne character I play is Burt Barracoon. And I get in this fight. And I'm just, want, please, one night, just tell me, my lip's bleeding, Burt. I just die. I want to hear him say that to me. I'm told, because it's Jimmy, you're playing the Jimmy Stewart part. Yep, I punch you in yep, the face. You're yep. like, my lip's bleeding. Do you oh know what God. the cop's name is in uh, It's a Wonderful Life? Burt? No, the, the cab, cab driver's Burt. Oh, that's right. You know what the cop's name is? What's the, what's the cop's name? Kurt? Oh. Ernie. Ernie. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did Bert know that. Burt and Ernie. I did yep. know that. Oh my that gosh. That is true. That's right. Ernie. That's right. Oh my gosh. Well, you that's know not... me, Ernie. That's going to take me out of the movie. It's oh, going to okay. take me out of the movie. <laughs> All right. New new best movie. Uh, right. <laughs> Cookie no, Monster's Petals. Yeah, it's a whole new movie when you start really breaking it down. They have so many Sesame Street references. Yeah. No, but he was the best. I mean, Jimmy Stewart could play any anything. Yeah. Stick him in a western, stick him in a courtroom, stick yeah. him in a, you know, on a boat, whatever. He's in the military. He was he, the Tom Cruise of his day. He was the Tom Hanks of his day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, oh. I think even here. Tom Cruise fan Bart could at that. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. Yeah. He is the Tom Hanks. I, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the other way around. Tom Hanks is the Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. The Everyman. And Tom Hanks' new trailer for this movie, Sully, that uh, he's doing, so good. is fantastic. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's really? playing the Sully Sullenberger. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shot right. it in the back lot of Who's, the... Universal there. Who directed this? Falls like Eastwood. It is. It, yeah. That's right. Okay, I did hear about that. Still doing the best work of his life at 85. So kids, don't be never excited to up. retire. Oh, wait, so never give up. <laughs> never give surrender. Up. That's what never I learned. Surrender. Yeah. Don't ever mm-hmm. give up. Nine to five. He's like a nine to five guy too. Did you hear that? Like he he never makes the crew stay past oh. five. Oh, good for the him. The most economical director. Good. Yep. Uh, he's always ahead of schedule, under yeah. budget, and yeah. I think sometimes you can see that in the movie. Oh, yes. yeah. For example, that Cadillac yeah. one, what was that called? Grand Torino. Yeah. You could tell he's like, no, that's fine. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. First you take, know, one take, we're done. Think about Moving it. On. You saw but some I of those performances. Ever. You're not going to get better acting out of some of those people. <laughs> oh, so I like, thought Grand Torino uh, yeah. was really bad acting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like Trouble with the day. Curve, you're just like, oh, did he write that one? Yes, he did. I like that one. I like that Did you enjoy that? I did. I Watch it again. Watch it. There's some movies that you, you, yeah. (laughs) I was, uh, I auditioned for uh, an Eastwood movie once and uh, it was very exciting. And I I, I didn't think about it at all while I was in the room. But then as I I left, my my manager goes, So how did it go? And I was like, It felt good, felt good. She goes, Well, you know that he watches. Like he's he's in a different room watching oh. you. They're like, good why? Thing, good thing you didn't think about that. Uh, yeah, I know. For... Well, part of me was just like, I could have done better. I could have oh. done. I want to. Would have liked to have known. Yeah, I would have. I would have. Because I, mm. I at least because I think there's times where you just kind of go, oh, it's just another audition, you know. Not yeah. not not like that, but but kind of like yeah, I, I wish I would have. Get there so you don't get wanna, freaked out. I want to be freaked out. I want to be on that oh, ledge of just being like, right. oh my god, just do better. Let, you know what I mean? I auditioned for Jersey Boys. Now, did you go to Mel Paso on the Warner lot to audition? Mm-mm. Oh, because that talk about him. We walked down the hallway full of Oscar-winning movies he's made, yeah. and he's got posters for everything. And he's sitting there waiting, and it's like, wow, what a legacy! I mean, just a have you either of you eighty years of or Karen? Have you ever run into Clint? Mm-mm. He is an imposing man. 
Uh, one of the first things I did when I moved to LA was I went to the Tonight Show oh. with Jay Leno because I knew he was going to be the guest. I was like, I got to l- glimpse the legend. Turned out to be all the Space Cowboys. <laughs> so James, got uh, to see James amazing. Garner, Donald Sutherland, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones too. But yeah, I just wanted to see him, and he's he's a presence. Yeah, <sighs> he's he's six two at eighty five years of age, and wow. could just you know kill you. You feel like it. <laughs> yeah, it, we have just, to say, <laughs> and he probably can't, but he he's got enough credit to oh. him that you're just that's it's you're like not going to take the chance. It's like my father, no. my my one. I can't remember how old I was. It was probably like. 10, 15 years ago, but my, 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 it was me and my dad and my brother were at my brother's house and we're drinking. We never had this, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're really drinking. We're throwing it down. And then there's a moment where just like testosterone took over. It's like, yeah, let's just try to arm wrestle. You know what I mean? And, and my dad won everything. And I'm like, I don't think he could really beat us, but he's got that on us. Like, we're never going to beat him. When he's always, and in my head, I'm like, he's Clint Eastwood. He is that guy. <laughs> he did one of these things that we were at Summerfest, and like somebody threw, was doing like a beer fight. I remember I was just like a little kid. It was very much like a Batman moment where somebody gets shot, but my daddy can't get shot. But he had like beer thrown on him, and my dad just looked at the kids. There's like like seven college guys, big guys, right? My dad just like spilling, like, oh, sorry. My dad goes, wipe it off. <laughs> And and that guy wiped it off as quickly as possible. Oh, that's amazing. Like, My dad's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, it's, it was so great. It was it was the most amazing thing. And and now forever, I'm just like this. He'd always be the strongest man ever. That's cool. Midwest yeah. Midwest Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's the guy who like you walk into the house and like something like he had blood dripping down. He's like, Dad, did you get cut? He's like, Yeah. <laughs> Guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep walking. Not with his day. He wouldn't do Novocaine. He, like he doesn't. He doesn't like get the like. Nova, uh, is it Novocaine? Am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. Like for your teeth, he never gets anything. <laughs> Just drill it. Just drill it. What? Jesus. Coffee is just like I, I remember. I remember an espresso cart, and I filled up the cup of coffee, and I it, like hot, burning, scalding coffee, and I pour. You know, he loves his. The coffee and I, I just I, I pour it in and I'm putting it on and I'm just getting a cozy ready and he just picks up the cup and he's like goo 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 I'm like dad you're gonna die you're gonna die like I'm expecting like just moments like flesh just fall out holes you know what I mean I was so Burned terrified his skin and I know and nothing nothing it's just like leather you know it's just oh. I mean my brother are like we'll never be that strong we'll never how do. tall is he. He's like six foot. I'm the tallest one. He's still oh, going. Okay. He's still with us. Still going. Yeah, he's still going. Can, can he be our guest next week? <laughs> I can't recommend. Please. He's, he's kind of legally blind, off. but I would love uh, him to be. He's call great. in, call in. Uh, he's great. He's so funny. I would love to make fun of him on a, on a show. But I'm yeah, sure. he's great. It's we, just the boys. We wouldn't. Yeah, wouldn't we wouldn't. No, nope. no, no, sir. And let me ask you another thing. I ask every Uh-oh. guest who comes in here. Uh oh. How, how are the Packers going to do? I think they're going to be... And a lot be, of people get this wrong, too. Yeah. Really? I <laughs> won't. I won't. I won't. Uh, I think they're going to be great. You know, the, everybody worried about their receiving court. I hope everybody's football fans and hopefully Packer they're fans. They're usually... The people from WRFA are Buffalo Bills fans. Oh, so. that's right. Oh, yeah, we're on a I Western New York radio station. I was in Buffalo, and I rooted for Buffalo that fourth year when they went to the Super... Now, yes, I was I in know. town. I, I was... was we were in oh, <laughs> yeah. we were in town and the bars yeah. were staying open till like three or four in the morning. Like Aww. everybody was just like, This is our year. Yeah. And we were like, Yes, it, it is. It seemed like it was going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you care if they beat the Redskins or the Cowboys? Oh. It doesn't or matter. You've got to win at that point. 
to be in the city where 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 the the team that is going on, you know, because it, it's the Super Bowl is not coming to Buffalo. It's not coming to Green Bay. Like like they won't happen there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's too scared to get frostbite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but like to be in that city and that energy was amazing. And then and then we heard then we were listening to the game on the train ride home. We're like, oh, it's best that we're on. It's best that you're gone. It's good. Wisconsin will be. They're going to welcome us with open arms in Wisconsin. But yeah, I do think that the packs would be good. The receiving cores. Every there were five receivers injured last year, and everybody's like, oh, they got to get better receivers. I'm like, well, Jordy's back. Jordy's back. Randall Cobb is better. Like everybody's healthy now. It's always interesting that the that it seems like just a bunch. The Super Bowl is just for a bunch of millionaires. Yeah, it is. I guess fans get in there, but yeah, you're. Spending a lot to get in there. And it's I have just no like urge to actually see the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm really, I'm like, I like. I used to love watching. Like, I d- went to a lot of games, saw a lot of games in Lambeau. Uh, I remember taking my wife. My wife is from Florida, oh, and but her wow. first experience watching football was a friend who was in Illinois who loved the Packers. So she watched uh, Brett Favre and a lot of those games. And so the only game I got to take her to was this game up in Denver. Where it was really close game at the very end, and we spent money for these tickets, right? And uh, Jay Cutler, who was on Denver's team at that time, was just marching down the field. And my wife literally looked at me and went, "We spent five hundred dollars <laughs> to watch them lose." And I and I was just like, "Honey, honey, it, there's no guarantee." You know what I mean? Like, we watch them, we watch them win and lose all the time. And and they, we didn't buy the winning tickets. We didn't buy. Yeah, there's not, there's no guarantee. And we got to the end. They tied the game. It went into overtime, and then it was the. the and I'd never watched an overtime game before in my life, and it was the most amazing overtime game that I've ever seen because the first play of the game they won. Brett Favre just went back. Uh, Greg Jennings went all the way out. He shot him the t- you know, shot him the ball. Touchdown, and meanwhile, people have because it's going into overtime. People have left and gone to the bathroom, or to like go. I'm going to get some more beer and uh-huh. nachos or whatever. And you got people like the game ended and ever the field oh. cleared, and people are just coming back, going, "What <laughs> happened?" <laughs> and I was like, "Watch ESPN," because <laughs> it's gonna. But I was like, and "Enjoy you, your nachos." Yeah, sure. <laughs> and now you know, and of, of course, my wife still has not seen a live game where they've lost, so that's kind of good too. Have yeah, you been to? Been to a game recently, like a, a fo- any football game recently. I have not since that game. Because my dad went to a Browns game, as much as they play football, um, and he said it's just the most annoying thing. It's constant noise. Yeah. Like as soon as the whistle blows and the play's over, they start pumping in a bunch of music, mm-hmm. and then they go to commercial, and then there's no moment where you're just sitting there looking at the field. It's just I didn't know if that was true. I think it's because he's old. He might not have a real. <laughs> True, accurate interpretation of what's going on around him. Just hear sounds. Yeah, Uh, his idea of constant noise might be they played a song at halftime. You know, I don't believe that song they played. Let's ask someone whose dad's a real man. He he thinks football players are pussies, right? Your dad. Saw the first game with him was the 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 uh, the run the playoff run with Brett Favre and the three of us got tickets and my brother and my dad and I and that was really great to see a game with him because he had never been up to Lambeau Field he saw the games in the old City Stadium oh wow in Wisconsin so that was that was amazing I gotta admit I missed the color commentary yeah I thought the game was yeah. really quiet yeah I mean, I mean outside the noise are pumping in there's just like not a lot going on I don't if you're of, a rabbit wasn't, wasn't fan, so connected to it as I was with baseball games yeah I I, I think when you're and you're an avid fan. You're just you're just soaking it in, anyways. Yeah. And you're surrounded by people that are just. <laughs> I do. Lo- I I I miss that. I I would love to see a game at Lambo again. I don't think I have an urge to see it anywhere else, except if, you know the Rams. Great. You know, maybe That's I can right. See them here. Yeah, we'll have football here. That'd be fun. When? 
next season. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I missed all of that. Holy cow. How cool. Don't uh, go, Karen. You'll just get stabbed. Uh, yeah. where, where's the stadium we're using? <laughs> it's not Dodger Stadium. It's a uh, Oh, yeah. We I haven't believe. built Coliseum. that yet, but the team's coming. Yeah, yeah. The team's here. Yeah, right. Team's here. <laughs> yeah. They seem very happy. Wow. Yeah. I guess All they're right. playing at USC. <laughs> they were kidding. <laughs> All right. Rose Bowl. Okay, sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they're playing at the Coliseum. Pasadena doesn't oh. want them. That's we would have had a pro team there a long time Pink ago. Floyd? Yeah, well, Roger Waters. Roger yes. Waters. All right, fantastic. Same thing. They'll be there too. They'll hey, be there too. I'll Robert go that in that case. All right, well, it's time to take things home with Karen's birthdays. Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Take it away. Karen's birthdays, it's time for Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays, it's time for Karen's birthdays. All right, well, because I had to, because I finally saw Top Gun, I'm going to wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Anthony Edwards, who turns 54, but can he play anywhere from a nerd to a really rich nerd? Yes. Huh? Do yeah. explain. Because he played Goose in uh, Top Gun, as we all know. Cha-ching. Yes, but mm. then he did some commercials and that kind of thing. And cha-ching, he also <laughs> He went after Top Gun. He, well, th- this is what was written on IMDb, which kind of made me giggle. He found his flight to stardom at the Aww. same time as Top Gun was what um, brought Tom Cruise kind of propelled him into super stardom. really, if you map their careers, it's kind of identical. It's kind of the same. So he wrote this idea of reprising the role of Gilbert in Revenge of the Nerds 2. Uh Nerds in Paradise, right? Nerds also. Still not making a lot of money. Went into Summer Heat. Still not making a lot of money. Uh Mr. North and Miracle Mile, though they weren't very successful. However... Then he went on to make ER, ER, where eventually, between 1994 and 2008, he made $35 million. American? Yeah, yeah million. 14 years on, a, on the on biggest a, show on the network. Yeah. So, coins. Um, all in coins. Yeah. All, all in loose change <laughs> that somebody really found in the couch. <laughs> yep. But um, whenever couch. you first think about like Top Gun and then Tom Cruise goes skyrocketing into fame and fortune, and he does all these like little goofy movies, mm-hmm. whatever, and now you look back and... He's very happy, he says, and how things turned out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, but he Miracle Mile is worked. great. Oh, it is? Yeah, and uh, okay. Gotcha is fun as well. And, he, and and Miracle Mile is kind of a, a, a cla- like, it's a classic thing, like, isn't it? Is it a, a, what would you call it? A, it's an uh, end-of-the-world indie film. Yep. Oh. There it is. Yeah, that's cool. They, they said here it wasn't all that successful, but I, I've never heard of it. No. It doesn't However, anything. 35 million, million is what Tom has in his sofa cushion. Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's and what he has on him. Oprah's couch. <laughs> that's, right. yeah. that's what he that's left right. when he made that for Rogue Nation. That's what fell out of his pants when he was jumping on Oprah's sofa. But I just got to tell you. 35 million fell out on Oprah, and even she didn't know what to do. Someone picked up. Oh, my God. Everybody. In the front row, yeah, she's jumping. <laughs> she didn't uh, notice. Someone and, pick you this up? and you get thirty-five million, and you get thirty-five million. Now here's something fun in IMDb. It says he had a relationship with Meg Ryan in between the years of eighty-six and eighty-seven, Ooh. and he uh, was in Top Gun in nineteen eighty-six. Just saying, good for him. Yeah, prime, right? Meg yeah. prime Meg Ryan. Yeah. Prime Meg Ryan. She's super cute in that, and he was able to get in there and tap that. Good um. for him. And this is a fun fact, just because. We all want all of our facts to be fun. I insist that my facts be fun. I don't know I, how you heard. I, I, I get all my information from IMDb, so somebody in his camp has put it up there. It says here that he spends every Thanksgiving with Helen Hunt. Aww. What? How? That Why? doesn't make sense, what? right? No, it doesn't make sense. Why would you put that on IMDb? <laughs> and I've heard she really doesn't enjoy it. No, <laughs> she doesn't. He just shows up at her house. And what was the I cheesy? should have looked at her IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Edwards <laughs> won't leave me alone. Yeah. Just <laughs> won't come. Stop coming to my house. <laughs> leave. What's the flight line? I think anyone could submit to the IMDb at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I had lunch yeah. with uh, Helena. Yeah. <laughs> 
right. Because he, he, his rise to stardom, his flight to stardom. Went to school with Red Skelton. There uh, it is. Put that up there. You know, also, in uh, one of his very first roles was playing Stoner Bud in Fast Times at Ridgemont. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. No shirts, Eric no Stoltz. shoes, no service. Do you know that character? Eric yeah. Stoltz was in there, too. Eric Stoltz, Eric Stoltz and Judge Reinhold. And... Well, no, no. But the, the three stoners were Sean Penn, Anthony Edwards, and Eric yeah. Stoltz. And they walk into the mall and they take off their shirts yeah. as soon really? as they sit down, or the uh, restaurant, and Judge Reinhold, that's the they're same. They're like 15. Yeah. They're, they're, they're kids. Yeah. He uh, dropped out of college. He was going to school for an MA in theater. Doesn't really hurt him, I don't think. No, no. 35 million. Let's say that one more time. <laughs> Let's go on to wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Kevin Hart, oh. who hey. turns 37. And he can play anywhere from a stand-up comedian to a guy who has to stand at an apple box. Oh, that's horrible. To be a comedian. What happened there? I absolutely adore this guy. I think that the uh, the summer of Kevin Hart and Ike Barinholtz continues with Central Intelligence and now with The Life of Pets. He's going to be fantastic in it as a little fluffy bunny. Oh, my gosh. All of his sound stuff. So funny. Great voiceover work. Uh, but you know what? I'm just going to play a fun little game with you guys. I want you to tell me whether or not Kevin Hart was in one of these oh, movies. Oh. All right. So you guys strap on your thinking caps because Jumanji. this was harder than I thought. Right. He's in things that you just wouldn't expect him in. Jumanji, everybody. You probably don't notice him. Jumanji? Now, this is a trick question. Now, I think he's in the reboot of Jumanji. That's it? right. Ah. Yep. They're making another one. Now, wait a minute. They're making another Jumanji? It wasn't sure. clear enough. It wasn't clear what? enough for the first one. All there right. were questions needing uh, answers. All right, this is easy. Ride along. Was he oh, in absolutely. Ride Along? Yeah, yes. yeah. How about Daddy's Home? Mm. Daddy's Home. Oh, Mark uh, Wahlberg, uh, uh, Will, yeah, Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Did he have a bit oh. part? A wackadoodle part. Yeah, wackadoodle um, kind of comedy. He does a lot of that. I'm going to say no. I'll and say, you'd be right. Okay. Yes. How about best friend, best man holiday? Absolutely. He's got to be. Yes. yes. No. Ah, what? Oh, I thought he was in Think Like a Man right. and the best man. He wasn't. Right. But <laughs> he's black. Oh, well, of course. Oh, well. How about this one? I don't know one? how this game works. About last night. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the second remake. one. The second the one. The second one. I thought I'd trick you there with the remake. Mm, yeah, they a did remake. a remake. Angry Birds. No. No, that's like Baron Holtz. Ah! I tried to trick you there. Right. But he's in so many of those kind of movies that it totally makes sense. How about this? Nine millimeter with Queen Latifah, directed by Chris Stokes. Wow. Uh, never heard of it. Yeah, I don't know that one yes. at all. He is! I don't know. It's just like this well really done, gritty, Kurt. like, cop thing. Well, you'd get that because you're a cop. Yeah, mm-hmm. or chief. How about Chief, get, please. Chief. Not police, Come on. Chief. That's right. Don't take me down. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you think he's walking the beat like a punk? That's right. Come on. <laughs> okay, Lieutenant. That's right. <laughs> um, get hard. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. All, all right. And how about Captain Underpants? Yes. I'm going to go with Kurt. He is. Oh, it is God. in pre-production. It's coming out oh, 2017. Okay. Something called Captain Underpants. Isn't that a little kid mo- book or something? It's a sequel kids. to Bonner Police. It's a sequel. <laughs> it's the sequel. Tell it's, us, I'm glad tell us parent this. at the table. Is Captain Underpants a child's uh, property? Do we know? I much. think so. Every night. Every night is Captain <laughs> Underpants. <laughs> and also, let's wish well, a very happy here, birthday though. to Mr. Jim Gaffigan, who turns 50. Oh. He can play anyway from pale to opaque. <laughs> I have never heard about this guy until earlier this week. Paul and I were driving. I know. I don't know. I was living in a shoe. We were driving somewhere for a long distance, and Paul said, let's put on some Jim Gaffigan. I'm absolutely addicted to the man now. Oh, yeah. He's easily. Holy. His whole thing at McDonald's is right on. People act like you're like an idiot if you eat McDonald's, but everyone eats McDonald's. It's 30 million or something served. Yeah. I am no Fred Travelina. You know? Who's that? 
Rich Little. Uh, but I really want to get a Jim Gaffigan impersonation down because oh. you could definitely do that. That's possible. Oh, that yeah, because possible. he has those different little characters. Are we talking about it? It's the character who comments on his stand up oh, while no. he's doing it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't find that oh. in good taste. Yeah. I love it. Why are you doing that? Why would you do that? Yeah. Why he's got one. I was saying he's got one character that sounds like Garrison Keillor because he's like, I'll eat, uh, <laughs> I'll eat the fries without uh, salt on them. You know, I, if I could do that, I could live anywhere. I, I it's like I'm on Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's whole thing. Well, I uh, was oh, looking at his IMDb. Uh, it wasn't as wackadoodles some, but um, here, Paul, pay attention to this quote. I thought this was fantastic. He says, "I think my wife." is some kind of a secret weapon for my comedy. Without her, I certainly wouldn't be able to come up or be as successful as I am. In a way, I feel like I brainwashed her to my point of view, so she'll come up with the lines that are already great that my, I might have come up with later on. Every comedian deals with people coming up and saying, hey, what about this? That'd be funny. But 90% of the time is not useful. But with my wife, 90% of the time it is. He does praise her. I saw him mm-hmm. on Larry King now. He Don't does, judge me. Paul. He praises his wife. He praises his wife. For all the good ideas she comes up with. Right to her. Right to her. If she's near, if she's there, you can do it. And on Facebook and stuff. You just push it forward. I think we established I'm having a law thing I'm dealing, you know, working out the last of my Valentine's Day card. Then I'll get that to you. It'll all be there in print. Thank you. All right, now, Lee, Bart, you I don't even know who you are anymore. Bart, you know how much I like when celebrities sing. This is true, Kurt. I don't know if this happens to you. It probably does. Every day somebody comes up to me. Every day. And they say, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe. And I say, well, the first thing I tell them is that Boner Police was her nickname in high school. (laughs) And, uh, really? Yeah. I, now that makes sense why she was really. <laughs> it wasn't laser at me like fart. That. No, ah, <laughs> close second. And then the second thing I tell El them, Dorco? Yeah, El Dorco. It was El Dorco. The second thing I tell them is, of course, she loves when celebrities sing. And I do. And I decided yeah. because Bart's back this week that we mm-hmm. would celebrate on Moss for him and bring in a little Anthony Edwards singing with the cruisiest. <gasps> Mr. Wow. Tom Cruise, oh, yeah. you lost up, that uh, loving uh, feeling. Halfway through oh, when nice. a- a- Anthony kicks yeah. There's no tenderness like before in your face. You can see why I like it so much. Fantastic. Here comes the boner police right now. To show it. <laughs> <laughs> but baby, believe me, I know ah. you lost that love. Did you guys ever try this? Come on. You picking up chicks? Yeah. No. I remember I didn't see Top Gun, of course, and so I remember I was going on a band trip, and Dave Silliman and I think Dave Smith, I'm pretty sure it was these guys, I'll have to check on Facebook, they started singing this. To one of the chaperones to embarrass the the lady who was, you know, like out of the lunch lady or whatever. And I didn't know what they were doing. Pull the top gun on her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, now, I'm like, why are you this week, this? you figured out what they were doing. Yeah. That's it was, right. Actually, Karen. Now it's adorable. I didn't yeah. know what they were doing. <laughs> I pulled a top. <laughs> I've pulled a top gun on a girl, and it wasn't singing. Uh, it's a Kurt. Before uh, we go, do you have a favorite Tom Cruise movie? You should tell. Sounds like a sexual movie, doesn't Tom it? Cruise it does. movie. I know I do. You know. I, <laughs> Uh, like legend. Oh yeah, that counts. Come on, he's in it. Come on. <laughs> uh, I love Jerry Maguire. I'm, I don't, I I don't do. mind saying it. I love yeah. Jerry Maguire. I his, love Renee. His best shot on Oscar. And she was. That's before she went crazy town. Mm. You know you what I mean? Was better than. Yeah, yeah, I really thought she was adorable. Like I love her Bridget yeah. Jones and everything, but yeah. she was adorable yeah. in that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, that wraps up another movie showcast. Everybody. It always comes around to Tom Cruise. How does that happen? <laughs> well, I wanted to Bart's back. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, together, we're the Movie Guys. Individually, we are. Follow us on Twitter at TheMovieGuysFacebook.com, uh, TheMovieGuys, as well as iTunes, Instagram, Google+, all that stuff. And thanks again to our new listeners on WRFA 107.9 in Jamestown, New York. Please come back every Monday night at 8 p.m. Thanks to Kurt Scholler. Uh, hey. Howdy, Kurt. That you guy. have the old uh, social media where people can follow you? Um, yeah. Yeah, there is, right? Um, ah. Check out Resistance Comedy on Facebook, and you can come check. If you actually even just post something and say, hey, I heard you on Movie Guys, uh huh, just pick a night and get two free tickets. Woo! Really? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I don't there care. Why don't I break the rules? Breaking them now. Every Friday at 10 p.m. Every Friday at 10 p.m. at I.O. Kurt, you know Paul's going to do that, right? Uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> You're gonna hear I know by me. the time I get home. Ba-ding! You yeah. improvise a movie. Why haven't we seen this yet? We got to uh, go. It's fun. We used to watch Paul Valancourt in the tribe. Yeah. Oh, and back that's in awesome. Chicago. He's great. And he's come to see the show, too. Yeah, yeah it's 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 different, but yeah, it's it's so fun. Yeah. Well, he didn't do the stunts you guys do in this yeah, video. They didn't yeah, but have... he's really smart. They didn't have mats and stuff. I know that. Yeah. Uh, and also thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as ever, we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week we return with another new show. You can't stop us. You can you, only you, hope to contain us. You may come over to our house at Thanksgiving just awkwardly with Helen Hunt. But other than that, you can't stop us. I welcome us. that. <laughs> and this will be a tough one as we talk Ghostbusters. As yes! we mentioned, oh, will it be good? Yes! Tune in to us again. And we'll certainly go over its chances. And we'll see you then. Thanks, Kurt. Yay!